Women have always been a force for peace, but their contributions have mostly remained unrecognized and unsupported. The UN Security Council Resolution 1325 on Women, Peace and Security set out to change that. Nearly 20 years after its adoption, where are we now? What is the future of Women, Peace and Security? Hello and welcome to another episode of GNWP Talks 1325. My name is Shivi Thakur and I'm a research and advocacy intern here at the Global Network of Women Peacebuilders. Today, on International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, we honor and amplify the voices of survivors and grassroots activists. Violence against women and girls is one of the most persistent and devastating human rights violations. Many incidents remain unreported due to the impunity, silence, stigma, and shame surrounding it. Violence against women continues to be an obstacle to achieving equality, development, and peace. All in all, the promise of the SDGs to leave no one behind cannot be fulfilled without putting an end to violence against all women and girls. Hello, my name is Beth Jordi and I'm also a research and advocacy intern at GNWP. Today I have the honor of speaking with Ms. Hila Yoon, GNWP's newest Korawais Peacebuilding Fellow, the fourth fellow actually, and founder of the Afghan Women Welfare and Development Association. Today we will learn about Hila's work as a grassroots activist and hear her thoughts on how we can ensure that violence against women is addressed and that no one is left behind. So, first of all, Hila, tell us more about yourself. When did you first become familiar with the Women, Peace and Security Agenda? Uh, thank you, Bea. I was born and uh, raised in Afghanistan and I have completed my first degree in international relationship and diplomacy from Kabul University and uh, at the same time I had my second bachelor degree in business administration finance from American University of Afghanistan. Uh, before joining MOFA, I have, I have created an, my own association called Afghan Women Welfare and Development Association and after that I have worked at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs at the United Nations and International Conferences Department and during that period that was the time when I got familiar with the YPS agenda because at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs we had a committee in which Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Afghanistan played a supervisor role and that's when we work on the implementation and localization of UNSCR 1325 and then create a national action plan for it. Hila, we would love to learn more about the organization that you've created back home. How did the Afghan Women Welfare and Development Association come to exist? Why did you think that it was important to create an organization solely for women and specifically did you face any difficulties and backlashes while you were in the processes of creating and implementing projects through this organization? Uh, so when I was studying in Kabul University, mm, I had a lot of social activities like we did environmental campaign and we were creating awareness uh, and the importance of, of, of young girls education in the provinces and I was also member of the student government association at the Kabul University and that's when I thought that it would be better if I can create an association with the help of other Afghan girl activists so that Together we can work more effectively and efficiently for Afghan girls and women, especially those who are living in the local areas 
of Afghanistan where they do not really have a like basic resources and education so while we implement while we did implement many projects in the provinces through my association we had uh, faced some of the backlashes and difficulties in the provinces one because the security situation in the local areas and in the provinces is very bad and it's very hard for many social um, or um, activists or organization to work there or, or to implement any long-term projects in there and some of the local families especially their parents they were not really cooperating with us to allow their wives or daughter to join any capacity uh, building workshop that we were implementing in there even though we had a lot of uh, meetings with them that they should allow their daughters and they said no we, we do not trust any uh, social organization or anything in these provinces so that was one of the difficulty that we um, me and my team faced when we were implementing projects for women in Afghanistan through my association In your opinion, Hila, what are some of the biggest obstacles when tackling violence against women? And what is lacking in the work of civil society organizations, government and international organizations? And one last question, how can we improve our work? Uh, in my point of view, uh, patriarchal society and conservative norms and the culture, these are one of the factors or barriers that combat uh, violence against women in Afghanistan. and. Uh, especially in other regions too. In some countries, violence um, is considered a family or a private matter and most women do not complain about it in the course at first because they don't really have access to it and even if they do, they fear the social consequences afterwards. The other barrier is lack of education. Many women in the local areas do not have access to basic education or human rights. And many civil society organizations, they fail to reach to these local women in the conflict-affected areas. But if the, like, the, so and the uh, civil society organization and international community can put pressure on the government and develop accountability framework for promoting zero-tolerance policy for gender-based violence, that could be one of the solutions that uh, civil society organization can do for uh, uh, local women in Afghanistan or in other uh, regions too. Also, the other way is that we can improve the mindset of the backward society is to make the gender equality topic as a priority in the education system because this way the mindset and the old system will perpetuate and it's, it's, it's one of the solutions that we can do with the help of international organization and civil society organization in the and Afghan countries such as like Afghanistan. As a young woman working on the implementation of the Women, Peace and Security agenda at the very grassroots level, do you think you were subject to any kind of marginalization or do you think that because you were a woman and you were fighting for the causes of women, you felt like there were some barriers in your work? Oh, well, w when we uh, try to implement our project in provinces, especially like in Nangarha province or in Kandahar and any, um, since most of my team members, they were female, uh, we didn't receive the same respect and belief and trust which are giving to any other male counterparts. And we didn't have any male uh, team member, but we just had one uh, male member that he was responsible for the escort. And we did 
faced like many concrete barriers for example when i was implementing some projects of my association in the provinces many village elders um, because they have a lot of influence in those provinces they hesitated to work with us because most of our team members they were female and according to them we were not really fit uh for this kind of work because they thought that it is dangerous for female or it is not really required for female to work and um, or implement this project it's only for like male and the other barrier was the security of course and the influence of the taliban which prevented us many time to implement any yps and gender in the local areas GNWP works to break the silos between the women peace and security and the youth peace and security agendas through its Young Women for Peace and Leadership program. What do you think are effective ways to ensure the involvement of the international community in these synergies? Uh, in countries like Afghanistan, where both violence and war continue, not only women are affected, but youth are also affected by it. Sometimes. The youth is considered as a victims and sometimes youth is perpetrators. For example, in Afghanistan, where we have large youth population, we see uh, turmoil and instability, especially in the recent last five or six years, because there is a link between violent extremism and terrorism with the role the youth, both women and men, play in this, in this area. Uh, what the, the international community can do that they ne really need to understand the importance of young women and men role in the peace and security building. Uh, international community can give momentum to the youth and peace and security agenda and its relationship with the YPS and need to recognize uh, the positive role of the young people in preventing and resolving conflict and continuing violence, extremism and peace building. Uh, one way the international community can do this is by providing fellowships and training programs, especially funding for youth activists working on the grounds and remove visa restriction, which is really important because a lot of youth who are working in Afghanistan, they don't really receive that platform, the international pro platform like other youth, like working at, uh, activists that are receiving from other regions. But from Middle East and South Asian, we have a lot of visa restriction. And if international community really wants to see a concrete result, they, can, they should focus more on the youth activists and provide them more funding and opportunities. So Hila, you've been here at GNWP for more than a month now, and during your last few weeks, can you tell what you've learned or what you've experienced and how was your first week here in general? Um, I, during the first week, well, I was working with the GNWP was kind of overwhelming, overwhelming but at the same time it was very exciting. Uh, what I've gathered that working with GNWP well, what can really make you professional young activists, where after completing this fellowship you can really have an impact and bring changes in your own country. The other thing I've liked that how everyone come from different background and have different language skill which can open up a new network for me and to learn and exchange language skill. Uh, my first week experience in GNWP taught me that how I need to be a self-starter and to make myself ready to hit the ground. And most importantly, since I have my own association and have been working for women advocacy in Afghanistan, uh, working with the GNWP is like you have hit the right spot. 
Um, I found a place that I've always wanted, which will make me more professional in many areas of my career. Also, while delivering a statement in the two panels and seeing and networking with other women from around the world with the same vision and goals are necessary to my work in Afghanistan. What future do you envision for the YPS agenda in Afghanistan, especially concerning violence against women in the country? Um, there has been some progress in Afghanistan while, like, for implementing YPS agenda and in those areas that YPS agenda has been improved or implemented. For example, there was an increase in the parliamentary election for women in Afghanistan and so uh, on on the other sectors. But if the peace process which is currently going on with the Taliban does not show any result, we might face many pitfalls for implementing YPS agenda in Afghanistan and the situation of the local women will stay the same. Now that we know that YPS agenda is not just about women sitting on the table and make decisions, but it's also about sustaining peace. If we do not have long-term peace with women from all areas, especially in the local areas who have suffered great amount of sexual violence, uh, the YPS agenda will not reach its full potential in Afghanistan. Also, uh, just reading the YPS agenda from handbooks will not do anything. The condition from which Afghanistan is suffering can cannot do the implementation alone without the funding and support from international community. All right, so last question for you today is, you know, given your extensive in, uh, experience in advocacy and project implementation, how do you think the international community can also step in and strengthen actions to ensure women's meaningful participation in post-conflict processes in Afghanistan? Um, what we need is that we need more research generating data and evidence about the meaning part partic uh, participation of women in post-conflict processes of other countries so we can implement the same strategy for Afghanistan. We need to know who is like excluded, who is included in the process. So what 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 voices to who to what voices the government of Afghanistan has given privileges and to what voices they have not what we have learned so far from implementing YPS agenda in different conflict related countries that we need new insight and knowledge and support from each other passing the resolution from security council is just the beginning there are other venues and platforms where we can ensure that women meaning, meaningful participation in the post-conflict processes in countries like Afghanistan. For example, we need to protect the grassroots activists in Afghanistan and let every woman from Afghanistan, whether she's from capital to the most remote area of Afghanistan, to have a saying in the peace process. Thank you, Hila, for your very insightful answers today. And thank you to all the women and youth who work every day to ensure that there is no violence against women. See you next time.